a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. This is Rebecca from All Ute Radio. Tune in to hear the show live every Tuesday night from 6 to 9 p.m. Or catch the show on demand at KUradio.org. back listeners to all you radio on ku internet radio if you haven't yet please go to facebook.com slash all you radio and like us also go to facebook.com slash ku radio uh, we're on twitter at all you radio and on instagram now as of the last two weeks or so under the same name all you radio of course so sasha who do we have in studio with us we have the beautiful, the talented, Ellie <laughs> How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. It's a pleasure to see you again. Thank you, thank you. It's a pleasure. I'm more excited to see the two of you play music <laughs> for me. Right? We've been working on it for weeks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Should be great. We've, we've actually been working on it for about an hour. <laughs> but a really and solid a hour. A really solid hour Yeah. from five to six. I like it. <laughs> so, like, right before we came on the show. That's all women need is one hour. Yeah. I feel like everything I need to do is two hours or less. Yes. (laughs) So, Allie, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? I'm a freshman here at the U. I'm from Manhattan Beach, California. How did you get to Salt Lake City from from Chris, California? Well, it's kind of a long story. I was born in Laguna Niguel, Mm -hmm. or Laguna Beach, lived in Laguna Niguel, and then my family moved to Mapleton, Utah, which is like a little small town down by Spanish Fork. And I lived there for a while and then I moved back to California and then I just applied to like a bunch of schools and decision, decision day came. And I kind of just was like, well, I like Utah. People are nice, it's pretty, there's snow, I can go skiing. So I just decided to come back. Are you making friends? Are you doing all that good stuff? Yeah, I mean, there's just really good people in Utah. Like. I don't, I don't know, they're all just super nice and super cool and good people. So the reason why you're up here at KU Internet Radio is you're a fantastic musician. Born with music in your veins, or how did you get there? Um, I grew up to my mom and dad just, like, singing all the time. Mostly, like, musicals, Phantom of the Opera, Secret Garden. Those are the kind of things I grew up on, but then also... We listen to like a lot of Sting, Fleetwood Mac, you know, Hippie good stuff. music. Yeah. yeah. Hippie music. And then, <laughs> you know, my dad just has this like booming voice and he would sing throughout the halls and my mom's voice is beautiful. So, I don't know, I just grew up like always singing wherever I went. I like it. Do you take music seriously? I do. I mean, this year has been kind of different. I've It's been the one year that I've like focused more on my own music, like singer-songwriter stuff, rather than um, be in like choirs or take voice lessons or just, I don't know. I went, I actually went to um, a music arts boarding school my freshman year of high school. And that is where I kind of like, I, I wanted to be, you had to pick a major. So I was a music theater major. 
and I wanted to be on Broadway, and I wanted to sing like that, and then I kind of just, like, found a different voice when I was there. I was there for a different purpose, and then I just, like, came out with something else, and I don't know. I've just been letting it grow What school, year. what high school was that? Idlewild Arts Academy. What part of California is it's it? It's in Idlewild, California. Nice. It's, like, on the top of this little mountain. It's a cute <laughs> little town. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So, you seem like you, you play a lot of acoustic guitar. So yeah. that means you have a you're a purist of music. You like classic music. You like it to sound good. Yeah. Do you have a problem with the Katy Perry's, the auto tunes, the Britney Spears? The I mean, it is not my very favorite thing in the whole world, but I can appreciate that you know it gets people moving. They like it. It's easy to sing along too. It's very like. It's catchy. Uh, yeah, it's catchy. Um, but it is not the music that I would listen to all the time if you start seeing yourself going into a career in music where you start getting booked a lot where you start getting agents bothering you and you know trying to do that kind of thing do you worry about getting thrown into that angle or into fake punk or something like that I mean that would be a tough situation to be in but I feel like I'm a musician and I would be true to like my own voice in the music and if I was steered toward anything other than like myself raw or not saying that I'd be limited or anything because I there's obviously room to grow but I think I'm more into the raw stuff and just my own voice and I wouldn't I would have to deny that opportunity to be put into some cookie cutter mold to mm -hmm. fit radio what are your musical influences besides Fleetwood Mac and things what do you listen to to get inspiration to get inspiration um, or just your favorite musicians? My favorite musicians. I, like you said, Fleetwood Mac. I really like the Cranberries, stuff I grew up on. Um, I really like the Paper Kites, which is like <gasps> folk. It's good you stuff. Covered paper kites. Yeah, okay. Paper Kites is good. Time. Next time, <laughs> for sure. They, I really like this band, Hudson Taylor. They used to be called Harry and Alfie. They are two Irish brothers and they're adorable and their music's just really good and fun and I like them a lot. You a Grateful Dead fan by chance? <laughs> by chance. I don't. This guy is. Yeah like <laughs> we're gonna discuss it in the last hour when Dakota comes but the Rolling Stone has this 50 greatest guitars and I don't want to completely spoil it but Jerry Garcia is like number 18 or 17. And it's my contention that he's the greatest guitarist that's ever lived. Oh, so like, that's why I He was about him. 17 spots. <laughs> spots. Too low. Yes, I just almost choked. You okay. shouldn't do that. On okay. my own tongue. I don't even know. <laughs> Sometimes it happens. You're just very passionate. Just, I get yes. like choked up about. I'm like, <laughs> go to see it. So is it hard for you to, you're a physiology major, right? I'm not. I'm actually undecided. I came in and I was like, Pre-med, I'm probably going to major in biology. And then I was thinking, I write poetry. Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking, well, maybe I want to be an English major and teach the youth and mm -hmm. make the them youth. good writers. <laughs> but then, so this semester I took physiology and creative writing. And now I just don't really know what I want to do. So I've heard a lot of good things about the English and literature program here. Yeah. So, Becca, you're in the music program. Yes, sir, I am. Any thoughts you could give to Miss Timmons about the music program or um, getting involved? I with wouldn't the music? have done. I mean, I will really love my music degree when I graduate in three weeks. 
mm-hmm. for like lessons and if I ever want to just teach in a public school or something. But I double majored in psychology halfway through, like end of my sophomore year, I decided. And I know for sure when I went into music, I was a bachelor of music education major, which is the only reason I planned on getting a music degree just to teach. I think the music program's great and awesome, but as far as like just wanting to do singer songwriter type stuff and not really major in performance and go into big symphonies and things, I honestly don't think I would have done music if I had understood things about myself now that I didn't when I graduated high school mm-hmm. because I wanted to teach. So I think, I mean, the music program's awesome, and even a minor in music, you learn a lot about music history and even just the theory that helps a lot with making music, at least for me, but. I mean, it sounds kind of bad, but honestly, I wouldn't if like if your intention is just to like play music and love music, I probably wouldn't invest time in the music. It's not not necessarily something you need. Yeah. I mean, and it's a lot more oriented towards like orchestras and symphonies. And it's a lot harder, even in the jazz program, to like be doing stuff where you're writing music. Yeah, that makes sense. So one of the things that we're lucky enough to do here at All Ute Radio is we get a lot of entertainers and a lot of comics a lot of theater people uh even weightlifters and <laughs> improv <Me>. groups yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look at those guns <laughs> so do you get nervous on stage what wanted you to go onto a stage how do you feel in front of a crowd when i first started writing music i i don't know first found my voice and like decided that singing was something cool and I wanted to like really continue doing that I was really nervous to sing in front of people even like my mom just if it was just me singing I was really nervous and I just I would get like choked up and I almost couldn't and then I don't know a couple events happened and I kind of just realized that there were important things out there and beautiful things out there and people could appreciate my music and it should be heard and it doesn't mean that it is the best thing in the world and it doesn't mean that everyone will love it and everyone will love my style but i just figured that is incorrect it's the best everyone will <laughs> that's our firm belief <laughs> firm belief but i just decided that you know i guess not everyone lives forever and you should give them the opportunity to hear what you have to say and what i have to say comes a lot through my music have you been doing traveling i know that you're still very young have you been doing travelings or or gigs or anything like that no not really but you will be soon. i will that's honestly my i would just be so content with playing in bars and just living that life and doing that because it's just about being heard like it doesn't need to be by the masses it's just like a couple people you can influence and it's cool there's such a great music scene in salt lake i think it's one of the real treasures yeah mm-hmm. you're on your way you're gonna do fantastic so there. after this when people listen to your music, how can they get a hold of you if they want to contact you for gigs or trying to get you to join a band or... Oh, join a band. If you <laughs> want to start a band, hit me up. I'm totally down for that. I have an email, and it is allytimmons at gmail.com. So that's A-L-I-T-I-M-M-O-N-S at gmail. You do Twitter, Facebook, anything? I have a Facebook, yes, <laughs> I do. Allie Nicole Timmons. There you go. I'm even bad at Twitter. I have one. I have an Instagram, too. (laughs) You could like all my pictures. (laughs) And do you have any, like, a 
couple videos on YouTube? I do. If you search Ali Nicole Timmons, you'll find my YouTube channel. Uh oh, we told Sasha. <laughs> that means that he'll play a clip of something always. Oh. He found my YouTube. Yes. And I'm pretty sure there have been like four separate instances on separate shows where he's like, well, let's cut to the laptop really quick. We have, we have a clip to play. And then all of a sudden I'm like, mm. but, see, she but he forgets that I yeah, control the she board. She threatens me. And I'll just be like, never mind that. That racket. Is not it, trying to hear that noise. Is your name Allison or Allie? It's Allie, A-L-I. I like that. Short and sweet. <laughs> so have you been having major adjustments coming from the beach to the mountains? Are you missing the water? You know, it gets pretty cold here. <laughs> I thought I'd be okay with it. I think I think sometimes I just complain because I feel like once it snows, it's going to snow forever. But, I mean, the weather lately has been just beautiful. And I I love rain. So when yeah. it rains, I, like, love it too. And now all the flowers are blooming. I feel so like the pretty. last couple of years, though, it sucks because it'll snow. And you're like, just keep snowing all winter. Beautiful. And it'll snow one time really bad. And then it'll just turn gray and like sit in yeah. the streets and it won't snow again for like a month. After winter break, I did come back and there was that whole week where it just kind of snowed like the entire time. And that's yep. what he does. <laughs> <laughs> it like snowed the entire time and it, I was not very happy. And I had just come back from California where it was like 70 degrees. So it was rough. Ugh. But I mean, it's super nice now. So it's fine. What are you doing over there? Just being a jerk. <laughs> you have such a nice voice. Thank you. And a very blue guitar. It is very blue. Where do you find a blue guitar? I got it for my 16th birthday. It was on sale at some little like mom pa shop in Manhattan Beach, California. Are you a hippie? You have like that bandana that those girls wore in California. I'm from California. Oh, so what part of California are you Ventura. from? Ventura. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Just up the beach. Yeah. Um. I am not a hippie. I am a free spirit, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like it. I think we should go to break. We should oh do no, some setting break. up and let you do, you two ladies do what you do, which is play beautiful music. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're going to do that. We're going to play so much beautiful music. Yeah. Yes. It's going to be great. Uh, <laughs> so this break might be a little longer than usual for the listeners. Yes. As we have a little bit to set up. But we will be right back afterward with some exciting music <laughs> that Sasha can't wait for. And if you can tell from my voice, I can't wait either. Oh, you're excited. Yeah, stoked. <laughs> my personal concert. I'm excited. Uh, if you're just tuning in, this is All Ute Radio with Sasha, Rebecca, and Dakota. Yes, who will be on um, later. Who will be on later. So we're going to have ourselves a little break. We will be right back. Thanks for listening. From the Purple Mountains and the Valley of Smoke, this is All You Radio. This is Rebecca from All You Radio. Tune in to hear the show live every Tuesday night from 6 to 9 p.m. Or catch the show on demand at KUradio.org. Talking about a revolution sounds like Don't you know? Talking about a revolution sounds like a whisper. 
Hey guys, this is Dwayne Perkins, and you're listening to Old Ute Radio. You know it. Hello, listeners. Welcome back to Old Ute Radio on KU Internet Radio with Sasha and Rebecca. Uh, joined always the last hour with the mighty Dakota Force. In studio with us, we have student at the U and local musician, Allie Timmons. The rising Allie Timmons. <laughs> Thank you again for coming in. We appreciate you. Thanks for having me. So the two of you are going to play some music. You both have acoustic guitars. The first song is going to be Pumping Blood by No, 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 No. Just three of them. <laughs> Come on. Don't get carried away. They are not creative, that band. They need more no's. <laughs> and then after the two of you play, you're going to play your own song that you wrote called Jellyfish. Yep. Beautiful. <laughs> well, I'm not going to get in the way anymore, so let's enjoy your music. Thank you. Thank you. 
Yay, I like it. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Very good. No, you guys are beautiful. No, you. you're beautiful, Sasha. Oh, you should do a band together, tour. We'll say, we'll make a couple of YouTube videos. There you go. Yeah. So your next song is Jellyfish. Yes. Okay. Hopefully I don't make too much noise. are jellyfish watching them dance through water creates curiosity and a yearn for adventure when trying to shocking sting wakes you from your mind's facade in your dreams you make believe and it separates you from reality Like, can I can I clap in the studio or will that be loud? 
Thank you, thank you. Do you listen to Ingrid Michaelson? I do. I listen to her a lot, but that song reminded me of an Ingrid Michaelson. Like, that style. I figured you liked her. Our old host of Old Ute Radio was uh, Johnny McKeon, and he... Big Mickey. Big Mickey. He wants to be a writer when he gets older. Or, you know, as he develops on his career. When he gets older. (laughs) (laughs) What is your writing process for your music? It depends. Sometimes this song actually was a poem at first. And I came home and I showed it to my brother Hagen. I was like, look at this weird poem I made. (laughs) And he was like, you should just turn that into a song. So then I was like picking around on my guitar and I just expanded on it and I expanded on the idea. But then a lot of other times I'll just be messing around, like playing chords or like picking certain things and then I'll just sing. And if it starts sounding good, sometimes I'll like record myself and just keep going and then I'll like dissect my recording and put things together that sound good. And I have a notebook also that I'll write in as I'm playing and I'll just like write things and then I'll keep singing it and I'll sing it over and then if stuff sounds weird, I'll cross it off and put new things in and yeah. I just got a text from my friend Nicole. Mm-hmm. One more song. One more song. Is that you on the spot too much. I can play another song. I like it. I will play Just Go With It. We all build walls to let people know that we've been Walked on before and spoken lies Disguises cover up who we wanted to be Leaving our lonely stories incomplete And you found my heart Through a stone case of veins And you took the parts Rearrange them to be okay And you held my hand And in turn I gave you something I didn't know I could give These stories I'd always hid I don't want to run from it But I've been trying my best to quit
just go with this I'll hold your love if you'd hold mine promise to kiss me goodnight every time and when we're far away just know love you just as much as if So talented. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh the clap. <laughs> I'm clapping in like an L, like a standing L. <laughs> but that was already the encore. <laughs> so never mind. <laughs> so are you open to having a promoter or an agent or something like that? Uh, yeah, that'd be sweet. All you agents out there, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know the the Burden Tree promoter that does work with them. Really? Yeah, I took classes with him, and he, he books a lot of people around town. Oh. And I know this other girl that is really into the music scene throughout the world. She travels with bands and takes bands like Ground Nation and all these other places. So oh, that would be like yeah. a dream. We'll try to blow you up a little bit, but it's all you. you. It's unique how many talented artists there are on this campus. Like, I can think of ten great musicians without even thinking... It'd be great to get an album or something of s students at the U. Yeah, that'd be cool. We could make that in studio. Let's make here. it. You should. Let's <laughs> done Let's and do done. it. Copyrighted. Dang it! Why don't we think of this? Like we got all summer. Yeah, we do. So all summer, guys. And then who knows how long after? <laughs> <laughs> Sasha and I have no plans of <laughs> separating. None. <laughs> so, how do you protect your voice? Question for both of you. How do you what? Protect your voice. I thought you said predict, oh, and I was like, I can't, that. because sometimes I try, and things happen that I didn't predict. So, never. Um, protect your voice. I don't. don't what, what's smell. your answer? Yeah. Um, honestly, I think, I think it kind of starts young. You have to, like, start protecting it and kind of learn how to sing from, like, a young age so you don't sing incorrectly and then screw up your voice later. Because you get polyps in your throat, Something right? I learned in way, like, 10th grade, I was taking voice lessons at Dixie State. And I learned something from my voice teacher, Ken. I mean, it might be really obvious, and maybe you guys already knew this, but every single time, whether it's a sporting event or a concert, every single time you even lose your voice a little due to, like, overexerting it, it leaves 
scar mm -hmm. tissue on yeah. your lungs, but like it'll, it doesn't, like you can't recover yeah. it. So I didn't know that until high school and I was a cheerleader all through high school and like there were games where like, and you're, this sounds so lame. As a co-captain, you have to call the cheers. So you have to yell the whole time. Like you can't stop. And I would lose my voice like once or twice a month. And my voice teacher was like, Mm, really? <laughs> not so good, not so it's good. sketchy. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, there's that, and obviously, if you're screaming every day, you should just not. Water. Just don't do that. Water's drink good. a lot of water. Yeah. I drink a gallon a day sometimes, too. Um, you can sing certain ways, too. If you, like, you can strain your voice by different ways that you're singing. If you're taking, like, low breaths and using your diaphragm. That like helps open up your vocal cords and you can sing better like that versus like if you're singing and you're tightening all your neck muscles, you're probably straining your voice and you should not do that. It should be very like open and that I always sing high in a really easy head voice. <laughs> I yeah. like never try to belt it. I'm like, ah. <laughs> Yeah. It's Just like it's supposed does. to sound light and airy. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I know that or I've seen that neither of you are using picks, but I've also been around women for a long time and I know that they're very protective of their fingers and take great pride in their cuticles and nails and everything else. How do you protect your fingers without using pick? I actually don't. I bite my nails I when I'm nervous. I stop biting nails. So, but um, your fingers, like the bottoms of them, and like I play with both. I mean, when I'm holding down the strings on the frets, I'm holding them down with my left hand yeah and then I finger pick and stuff in my right and I don't really like picks that much even when I strum and you get calluses on all your fingers so as long as you don't bite your calluses off or you <laughs> keep playing then you'll have them and then your fingers won't hurt you yeah. do you play any other instruments um I can like pluck out pretty easy songs on the piano uh -huh. and that's about it what about I can the banjo or steel guitar uh I would love to play the banjo. The banjo, to be really good at the piano and to play the cello, that will happen sometime in my lifetime. I can play some songs on the ukulele, too. It's like, yes, <laughs> I love you. It's, yeah. like it's good. It's easier easy. guitar. Just, you can yeah. just, like, jam with people. Stuff. Yeah, for sure. What do you play, Becca, instrument-wise? Well, at the U? In your life. With, like, what can you play with talent? To a high school level. Mm -hmm. Um, I play all the orchestra instruments. The only brass I don't play is tuba. And I don't like clarinet, but because I learned saxophone for eight, nine years, I can play it. Guitar, piano, bass. Do you have a recorder? Uh, do you own yeah, one? Yeah, no. At home I do in St. But George. You own one. Oh, yeah. So if I brought my sons in, will you play hot oh. press buns sometime? Yeah. You guys, <laughs> I texted <laughs> Sasha this week when I was at symphony <laughs> rehearsal, and I was like, yeah, I'll do it when I get back from symphony. And he was like, okay, great. Thanks. Have a great night. Hope you're playing hot cross buns. And that was it. <laughs> I laughed so hard. I don't think I told you that. I cracked up. That was so funny. See, I when I was probably in second or third grade, like everyone has standard music class. And I, my job was to play the recorder, and I couldn't do it. Like, And so they reduced me to the triangle. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I have a friend here at the U, and he was like, oh, I didn't have to take P.E. And we are like, why? Were you in a sport? And he's like, I was in marching band. And we are like, you don't have to take P.E. You guys, you're in neither band? did I. And he was like, yeah. And then we were like, oh, cool. Well, what did you play? And he said the triangle. And I was, like, crying. 
They really don't make you do PE stuff if you do marching band in high school. A triangle really works out, you know. I failed miserably at that too. A triangle? Yeah. I have Sasha. no. Like Maybe <laughs> no. The triangle is just like twinkle, 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 twinkle. It's, like, it's hard to get wrong. I feel like. I'll teach you recorder. Yeah. I'll give you a couple. I'll get you guys. I promise you, by the end of the summer, like that should take that long. By the end so of on my next la- month. Our last show, which is the end of August. Last I can show. Do my own solo. He will play. Yes. He yeah. will play a little medley of hot cross buns and. Mary had a little lamb. <laughs> All the good stuff. <laughs> I don't know about Mary had a little lamb. It's really easy. Was it Mary had a little lamb? Yeah. Yeah, okay. For a second, I was like, is it Alice? <laughs> no, it's Mary. Mary, he had a little lamb. So anything else, Ellie? No. Do you have any future, any planned performances coming up? No planned performances. Nope. Just but if you do have them, you'll put them on your face you, you should make a music page on I facebook i do i post a lot of stuff on my facebook about music like when i was doing the lunchbox um, lunchbox concert series and i posted something about tonight so if you're listening whoop, whoop, <laughs> appreciate it um yeah but i don't know if people want to jam and write stuff i'm down to like collaborate email me and we can like exchange numbers and stuff allytimmons at gmail.com so we really need an all you radio song yeah or let's a make a jingle a jingle, a jingle. An you intro? might have to master the triangle before we can <laughs> yeah we will refuse i refuse to have us have a jingle unless you, you participate in a musical way i'll do this you'll do like you could like clap like yeah or like on beat maybe like tongue tongue whatever what is that called click <laughs> oh, <yuck. laughs> Maybe not that. You giraffe. <laughs> I can't do the click. No. No, it's too soft. <laughs> it's closer. I, I want to get a yodeling. Do you know anyone that yodels? I want a yodeler in the studio. I guarantee we can find I'm a yodel. I'm sure there is someone here. Let's put a sign up Just outside look the union. For all the cowboy boots on campus <laughs> and go up and do ask them. Do you yodel? Say, do you perchance yodel a bit? <laughs> and they'll be like, why yes, in my spare time. <laughs> you know? Do you get, last question here really because we got to go to commercial. Is it hard for you to stay focused with your studies when you have a guitar by you all the time? Oh, <laughs> well. I would say guitar is a good distraction. Sometimes you cannot spend six hours in the library studying physiology and come back and study for your other classes. So you need a little break. You can write a song, sing an old song, cover a song, and then you're done. You can just like feel like you've accomplished something and then move on. It is a distraction, but it's a good one. Do you ever find though, you'll like start working on a song or you'll start playing and like figuring out a song and then like you just won't stop until you're done with it, and it might be like four hours later. You're like, yeah, yeah, that, figure that one out. But then sometimes you feel like that's even better than <laughs> doing you know. Doing you never feel bad about it. That's yeah. what we're getting to. If it's a good enough song, then it's fine. So <laughs> I like it. How many completed songs do you have right now? I think eight. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you can play us out then to commercial with something else. Well, Please. Okay, okay, yeah. I'm not opposed to begging. Okay, okay. So. Yes, I will play. Always causing trouble over here. I apologize. Gumshoe bloom. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
You're listening to KU Internet Radio, radio for students, by students. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Radio or on Twitter at K underscore U-T-E for anything and everything that goes on at the U. When you get to the corner of Smith and Orchard, you're going to want to take a you left. You are not going to Then what you're going to do is turn Marcy onto Marcy and Avenue. just broke up. And go past and the first three she's lights happy about and then it. take the next left. I don't really then think five she's more happy, blocks, but you should be who there. am I to judge, right? Park anyway, on the right. That's I'll what see I you later tonight. Night. It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. 
How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. NBC's Channel 5 KSL-TV is hosting an open casting call for NBC's hit show, The Biggest Loser, 16. This exciting event will take place Saturday, April 19th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. in the NBC KSL-5 offices. Families of four, individuals, and former athletes are welcome to participate. The KSL-5 TV offices are located just 10 miles east of the Salt Lake International Airport. Go to thebiggestlosercasting.com for more details and to pre-register. Uh, Breaker 1-9, this here's a rubber duck. You got a copy on me, Big Ben? Come on. Uh, yeah, 10-4, Big Ben, for sure, for sure. By golly, it's clean, clear to Flagtown. Come on. Yeah, it's a big 10-4 there, Big Ben. Yeah, we definitely got the front door, good buddy. Mercy sakes alive, looks like we got us a convoy. Oh, it's great to be back on OU Radio, as usual. It's great to have you here, sir. Oh, and I had the rare pleasure today of being able to listen to the first half of the show. Most of the times I'm busy with the rest of my life, but it was quite a pleasure to get to hear live music in studio. And I think uh, more of that needs to happen on all Ute, and I am a strong supporter. Yes. So I was telling Ellie Timmons about our friend Susie and her remarkable hookups in music. And we're going to try to get Susie. Ellie in touch with Susie and try to get her career to blossom, as they say. Mm-hmm. Yes. No, I, I had the greatest time in the world. Like, it's really hard to be in a studio watching two gorgeous women playing beautiful music. Like, it's it's awkward because you just want to, like, gawk at them and be weird. And be weird. <laughs> you should just dance, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and watch Is you two sw- run out this door. <laughs> what kind of dancing do you do? The mamba. The tango. That's I, actually true. I, that's <laughs> the only dance I think he knows. Is the Seriously? I can. Uh, Too good. I can do the Running Man. I got some. Sprinkler. If you give him a bowl of fruit, he'll do the Carmen Miranda too. <laughs> Touche, sir. <laughs> so she's phenomenal. I really want to thank you, um, Ellie Timmons, without sounding like I'm going over the top. But she's she writes well. Like, her music is very well written. She's got a great voice. You have a great voice. I really enjoyed your whistling. I know. We need more whistling. I was the only one who could whistle. (laughs) I'm actually not a strong whistler. Yeah? But I did pretty well, I feel like. (laughs) You did. Nope, see, now I can't even do it. (laughs) Nope, it's out. It's gone. (laughs) You lost your whistle. I lost the whistle. (laughs) See that? It's back. I like it. It's like a bird. (laughs) What instruments do you play, Dakota? I know you do the didgeridoo. I do do the didgeridoo. Yeah. The didgeridoo um, the do? I, I used to play the bass guitar, but it's been a very, very long time. I've played the recorder. Yes. <laughs> I can play hot cross buns, as well as Mary Had a Little Lamb. And I was a viola player in the orchestra through high school. Viola? At the state. I, yes. I play viola, too. What is that? It's uh, it's, it basically it's a looks like a violin with one lower string, and it's yeah. b- bigger the body of it's but barely you wouldn't notice just looking, but it's definitely. Are you calling me stupid? Bigger? No, I mean <laughs> it's it looks like a violin, but it's actually bigger. Just just, just saying you're not very observant, maybe. <laughs> that is true. 
<laughs> which is really tough when you're trying to be a journalist. <laughs> <laughs> so you're not in Silver City today, sir. Where are you broadcasting from? No, I, I, I am broadcasting live from Green Valley, Arizona right now. Yes, I'm, uh, I'm jet-setting. Next week, I'll be broadcasting from Washington State. And the following week, I may potentially be in studio. Nice. What? Here? Yes. Which week? Yes. Which week is this? Yes. Uh, two, uh, two weeks from now. So not the 15th, but the 21st? That'd be the 22nd. 22nd? 22nd, I believe. Yeah. Oh, we have a fantastic show that day, too, because we have uh, Josh Funanaka coming in, and he's I know I, bon- I butchered that I have that no name. idea either. <laughs> he's a he's a comic from Ogden. So it's gonna be all four of us. Yes. Are we gonna have the mics fixed? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Here's hoping. We better. Sasha and I can share a mic. Yeah. We've shared before. You could just I'll just tape your heads together and you'll just sit there in front of one. Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm so excited. Probably not the last two. <laughs> Is this when he'll get his rubber Dak shirt? Yes. And his backpack. yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward hat. to it. Oh man! Yeah. Anyone else who wants and my Machiavelli hoodie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he bought my son a Machiavelli uh, hoodie. It's like all sway and like it's super g'd out. Shut up. <laughs> Me and Sasha have awesome KU hats on right now, like twins. I had the saddest day today. What? So I took my son to the airport because he went to fly to see my parents, right? And he was super excited. I was like, are you nervous? Are you? And he's done it before. And he's like, no, Dad, I'm fine. It's the greatest time in the world. And here is old sappy Dad, like, almost crying, like, like watching him. Yeah, I was like, you sure you're okay? Like, do you need any money? Like, what can I do? Like, and he's just like, get away from me. Just you're shut like, up. <laughs> uh, I feel like you want me to kiss you and hug you right now, so I'm gonna. What's his name? You've become, you've become a doting parent. Aw. <laughs> I've never seen that side of Sasha. <laughs> crying <laughs> no no i never saw it coming either <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what happens when you lose testosterone in your old age <laughs> just let that sit alone old <laughs> age <laughs> let it bomb by you itself should, you should try that andro gel <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some cream <laughs> so dakota yeah i saw on facebook something about a car that gets 300 miles to the gallon oh yes did yes, you post yeah, that I was actually, that you i yeah, I actually put it on Twitter, too, hoping that you guys would pick it up so that we could talk about it a little bit. It's actually well, very, look at very it. interesting. Here it is. I brought it to the table. <laughs> yeah, uh, Volkswagen um, just came out with this, and they're saying that if you only do city driving, unfortunately, it doesn't optimize the mileage, so you only get 185 oh, miles a gallon only if that you drive much. around in the city. Rough. Um, but it's not going to be available in the United States. It's actually considered um, illegal to drive on the roads here. Why? Well, they're saying it doesn't meet emission standards. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not emitting enough. <laughs> yeah, and, and and then they're all, they're also saying that it might not meet safety standards, which, you know, it's a car. It's kind of iffy, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you run it into a brick wall and you die, like, well, you shouldn't run into a brick wall. I don't know how responsible car companies should have to be for your mistakes. I mean, we we survived for a very long time with very little safety restraints in our vehicles, and it really just required, you know, good piloting. I wish I would have known about this because maybe I'll be able to find it in break, but there was a man that's 
basically been evading the federal government for years because he invented a car that you fill it up once and you can basically drive across the country. And it's all done through ocean water. And there's a lot of these stories where great men and women have created motors that far exceed any any current standards of vehicles with, you know, 30 miles a gallon or 40. I mean, they have engines that can go hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles, but the government and the car companies are really against having these cars because it defeats their purpose of mining oil and all this other stuff. Have you heard stuff about those before, Dakota? Yes, yes. Um, there's many, many stories. Uh, it's go, It goes way back. I mean, you know, I mean, if Ford's Ford... Henry Ford's first car was an electric car. You know, I mean, the the whole the whole move to alternative forms of energy, as far as its relationship to transportation, has been going on for quite some time. She's Becca looks like she's got a deer in light too. I was thinking really hard. <laughs> Were you? Is that your thinking face? I was thinking because <laughs> I was listening to him talk. Yes. And then my mom texted me. He was like, at the next break, will you play Ripple from Grateful Dead for your best dad in the world? And I was thinking of whether I should text you that. <laughs> so I was thinking really hard, you guys. I looked a little stupid for a second. You could never look stupid, Becca. Sometimes. Watch this. No. <laughs> ah, I make faces. Are you passionate about cars, Dakota? I know, that, I know that you have, like, one of the coolest cars in the world. What does he drive? An international. You haven't seen it. I'll show you a picture. I'll Google it. What is that noise? Is that me? (laughs) (laughs) It's dinner time. I know. It sounds like someone's making a toast. Did we lose Dakota? Dakota. Maybe that's what the clink was because he went away and he's oddly quiet right right now. Yeah, we're disconnected. Uh Uh-oh. We got fired. (laughs) 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 No, he's he's a very decent mechanic. Like, he's... He's very skilled in fixing things and building things and destroying things. The too. car is called an international. Yeah, I'll show you a picture. It's a big old truck. It's like a, it's just big and boxy and it doesn't look like a modern car anymore. Here you go. But it's awesome. Oh yeah, you showed me this. Yeah. It's so cool. Yeah, like you can almost go up a complete vertical hill. Seriously? Yeah. That's scary. <laughs> awesome. I don't like that I lost our good friend Dakota Force. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. What shall we do? Do we try to call him? I'm trying. Oh, and he's not answering? Yeah. So he hung up on us and neglected us. There's a lot of musical students here on campus, isn't there? Oh yeah. Has anyone ever proposed about doing a CD or anything? I have not that I've heard. When I was first a freshman, I thought about trying to, like, get a group, like a club together of singer-songwriters. But, I mean, there's, like, music groups, obviously, within the music departments. Musical theater and performance and whatever. But there is not really, like, a (laughs) university-wide group for music and writing music and creating music and like i kind of wish i had looked like pursued it a little more that first year but i didn't and now i'm graduating <laughs> so we segued real quick back to music because we were talking about your international dakota and i was asking you if you're a big car enthusiast 
I am kind of a car enthusiast. Um, I've watched every single episode of Top Gear since. <laughs> um, I enjoy nature. I like watching it uh, on TV. But I'm, but I'm not so, so much. Well, I'm not. I'm not so much of like a gearhead. You know, like I enjoy working on cars, and part of that's kind of like retaining their functionality. Like it's not so much that I really love cars, but I really like being able to fix the things that I need and um, therefore I kind of like things that are fixable which is why I love my international because it's a it's a classic old American car with actual mechanical parts there's no there's no electronics there's no computers so you can actually intuit how to work with it which is fun in fact I just fixed it before I came on the air today because the steering was messed up and took care of that you think there will be a time when humans aren't driving cars anymore at least on freeways and such It'll all be kind of an automated oh, yeah. I mean, system. Well, it better not be automated because I really like driving. Like <laughs> I'd like I'd like a flying car. Probably a flying car would be good. Oh, imagine jet the accidents. Oh my gosh. You think that our population is responsible enough to be able to fly their own car? I don't. <laughs> uh, I I don't really worry about other people being responsible because that's my job. I'm responsible. I want a flying car. If you can't fly a car, you don't get one. That's fair. <laughs> I like the rules on that. Can I oh, I did oh. dig up something really interesting about music. If we can jump back to music real quick. Sure. Since we're being all over the place. Yes. There's a band um, from California by the, na by the name of Wolfpeck, and they have just put out a music, uh, an album called Sleepify. Sleepify. And it is being... It is being touted as the as the quietest album ever recorded, what? and you can you can listen to it on Spotify. And they found that if people play their album on Spotify, they make point zero eight cents for every play. And so this album consists of absolute silence. And what they're saying is, if you put this album on and listen to it all night while you're sleeping, they will get <laughs> money from Spotify to put together a tour where they can go and play for all their fans because they're actually a funk band and they do play great oh, music. Oh, I'm looking at um, an article they were trying about it. To, yeah, they're trying, to, they're trying to buck the system and they're like, hey, like, and so far uh, they've had over a million plays and they've made about 5,000 bucks. So, um, That's so funny. all you listeners out there who want to jump on the bandwagon of one way to just promote musicians as well as um you know maybe get them out touring with they don't have enough money uh you know go on spotify and and play the album sleepify while you're sleeping each of the tracks is called z and then track two is called zz and track three is called zzz and um that's a very interesting way for artists to kind of look that's at the hilarious. new electronic and yeah, I thought that was I was wonderful. just reading it. It says that Spotify says it has to be 30 seconds to register as a play to get paid. So all the songs are 31 or 32 seconds long. And they just want you to play it on repeat all night because it'll take them minimal time and just pay them over and over again. That's hilarious. Yeah, that's... What gives them the right <laughs> to have a lottery? Could, could Spotify, like, stop them? Becca, I met the most beautiful girl in the world today on campus. I so want to ask her out, but I'm flat broke. Can you loan me some money, please? Sasha, I could, but I'd rather see you mature and grow up. Save your money so that when you need it, you have it. Who's going to help me achieve that goal? 
the Personal Money Management Center at the University of Utah. At the Personal Money Management Center, they'll show you how to create a personalized budget, help you plan tuition and student loan payments, and even evaluate potential job offers. It's so tough being responsible. I think I'll give Personal Money Management Center a call. What's their number? 801-585-7379. If that's too hard, you can even check out their website at personal-money-management.utah.edu for more details. Financial freedom and a hot date are only a click away. NBC's Channel 5 KSL-TV is hosting an open casting call for NBC's hit show, The Biggest Loser, 16. This exciting event will take place Saturday, April 19th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. in the NBC KSL-5 offices. Families of four, individuals, and former athletes are welcome to participate. The KSL-5 TV offices are located just 10 miles east of the Salt Lake International Airport. Go to thebiggestlosercasting.com for more details and to pre-register. Ripple in still waters Where there is no pebble tossed Nor will to throw Reach out your hands Welcome back to Old Ute Radio. That was a little ripple by the Grateful Dead. And Dakota. And Dakota <laughs> singing, as per request by my mom. Yes, open source. For my most best dad ever. Yes. <laughs> you can go to the Grateful Dead archive and get all their, almost every single uh, concert that they ever did. Open sourced. Oh, Speaking of the Grateful Dead, um, they are planning at least one concert with a holograph Jerry Garcia this upcoming year. Shut. So all you deadheads out there can look forward to watching Jerry as a holograph tear it up and Bobby, still in his short shorts, tear it up as well. Can we get a hologram of him too? Because I've heard his new stuff and he's he's, uh, getting old and in the way, as they say. (laughs) that was clever thank you that was one of jerry garcia's bands old folk bluegrass really old and in the way hey you guys can i tell you the funniest twitter you ever have to follow ever please i really sincerely would stand by this hilarious twitter account to the death it is at crap taxidermy and it's the funniest thing ever the guy no one knows anything about the owner. Even like 
different uh, sites tried to contact him, and all he said was, <laughs> my name is Nish, and I live in a forest with good 3G coverage. But he posts, and I don't think he does them, but they're just like pictures he's either taken of taxidermy or found on the internet, but they're hilariously bad. And then he captions them so, so funny. So funny. It's painful. <laughs> and you scroll down, and it gets better and better. I genuinely would recommend this. Well, he's getting a follow from all you radio. He's getting a follow from me, for sure. <laughs> They're really funny. Just really good. Have you seen that one Fat Amy or whatever it is? Oh, that actress, Rebel Wilson. <laughs> she uh, played Fat Amy in that movie. There's this one there that's followed by millions of people, and all she does is fat jokes, and it's really funny. Like, so good. I'd love to be active today, but I can't get up, or, you know, just really <laughs> dumb <give> stuff. <laughs> oh, man. So how's life going, Dakota? What are you doing in Arizona? Oh, I'm just doing some projects for a friend uh, down here, just doing some work on their house and, you know... Trying to keep my skills sharp. <laughs> oh, although on some interesting news, I've I've moved to this um, vaporizer for to stop my smoking and things like that. And I went to a store here in Tucson called Freedom Smoke, and it was one of the most ridiculous experiences I have ever had. Proceed. Like you walk in the door, you walk in the door, and you have to wait to be served, and then they hand you a book with 15,000 different flavors thousand ranging from bacon, baby back ribs, um, any flavor of candy you've ever thought of, every flavor of fruit. You can get beer flavor, gin flavor, tequila flavor, rum and coke. We see the ones like, that uh, attracted was, you. <laughs> and you and you get to sample them all. They like they pull out a vaporizer and you get to sample them and you get to mix the flavors if you want to and then they custom make your order in the back room and it comes out this little box. So like you order some different flavors and try a bunch of stuff out and oh my goodness was it the biggest selection of ridiculousness I'd ever seen. So what'd you select? Oh, let's see. I got some apple teeny. <laughs> um I got I got ginger. Like I got, ginger um, or just ginger? Like ginger, like the the <laughs> like root. Okay. I tried I tried the gin and it was terrible and I was like, Why well maybe you... ginger, maybe I just <laughs> missed some letters. I'm current I'm currently smoking blood orange with a splash of orange mixed in. Oh <laughs> it's very aristocratic. Do you think it'll work? Do you think you'll never want to smoke anything else again? Well, not anything else, oh. but <laughs> let's be careful here. Um, <laughs> but it, but it's, cut, it's, it's cut down my, my physical smoking of cigarettes from about 30 or 20 a day to like two or three. Wow. So the decline is very rapid. And, um, and now that I have all these wonderful new flavor choices, I just feel like a kid in a smokable candy store. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. So, sorry for being awkward here. I, I'm on the Rolling Stones music webpage here. They have Jimi Hendrix as the greatest guitarist ever. I'd say top eight. I wouldn't say one. Keith Richards is four. They got 
Eric Clapton is number two, which is the most disturbing thing I've ever heard in my life. Do either of you find Eric Clapton talented? I have to agree with you on a large level. There was a certain period in his life when he was with Cream that there were some very interesting things happening with what the electric guitar was, and that gave him a very unique, I think, look at electric guitar. But no, I mean, you know, I, I don't think Eric Clapton should be considered the second greatest guitar player of all time. I Maybe like, like Eric Clapton, just definitely the yeah, I like second him. best of all time. I agree. They got B.B. King at six, Eddie Van Halen at eight. This list is... At eight, and they don't have... Hmm. This is just... What a... number was Garcia at? Oh, they've they've obviously updated this one. He's not even in the top 20 anymore. What? Yeah. They got Freddie King at 15. I think that's way too high. I think he <laughs> should be in the top 10. Freddie King's great. Um, well, I mean, this is this brings up an interesting point, though. I mean, you know, the Billboard music magazine is based around not only music, but also, you know, a, a band's success. And so, you know, people like Trey Anastasio with Fish, who's, like, very talented, and probably if you put him up against a hologram of Jimi Hendrix, they'd, they'd rip it up together, but... You know, the, the amount of improvisation and the ability to control um, how an audience is emotionally reacting, those aren't the kind of things that are being considered in these kinds of charts, you know. I mean, this is – Billboard's a corporate magazine. They're not they're not touting the Grateful Dead as the greatest band of all time either. But they're the number you one – We all know that that's They're the true. number one grossing tour band of all time. And they have Jerry Garcia well, at 46. That is a yeah. travesty. But really. Yeah, and I, I and I would I would bet that Fish is rapidly catching up as far as their grossing sales because ticket prices have gone a lot higher than they were when the Grateful Dead was selling. You know, I mean, they'll make they'll make a billion dollars on tour this summer. You know, I mean, they have one tour. Mike Bloomfield in front of Jerry Garcia. Who is Mike Bloomfield? Uh, this is never heard of him. They have Tom Morello at forty. Like I I don't know if I'd put him in the top fifty. In a modern music, I'd put Tom Morell probably in the top three from uh, Rage Against the Machines, mm -hmm. but he's not number forty. Like, this is insane. This is. I want to run. Yeah, where's Tom Waits? Oh, I haven't seen him, and I'm at fifty. So my far. dad says Alvin Lee, and ten years after. I could see it. See, I'm going home from Woodstock. The best guitar player ever. My dad was a total hippie. But, I like, really respectable that. hippie, right, Dad? <laughs> I never know how to say that. He was a hi he liked good music. They got Prince at 33. Uh, I'm not opposed to that one, actually. <laughs> I'm, not I, I'm not a big Prince fan. Like, I I've tried Prince. really hard. But... What? I love how Prince. How can you not be a Prince fan? Yeah, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Deep Purple? <laughs> purple Rain? <laughs> I hear you. No, I, I've... In I've listened to him inten intensely because I wanted to play his music on our show, but I've never found anything that I enjoy. So I assume that, you know, no one else would enjoy it. Dude, Purple Rain, <laughs> come on. Purple Rain. What about David Bowie? What about Jimmy Page? Oh, uh, yeah, Jimmy Page. I yeah, there you go. I think he's in the top five. I'll go back. <laughs> Angus Young, 24, that's too high. Buddy Guy, 23. 23? Yeah, that might be about That's right. That's not bad, I don't think. 
Frank Zappa, I don't think he should be anywhere on this list. Well, I mean, these kinds of lists are terribly flawed. I mean, I don't know if you've ever been to the the uh, <laughs> video site, um, Rotten Tomatoes. Sure. Yes. Rotten Tomatoes considers Toy Story the number one movie of all time. <laughs> Toy Story? Really? The number yeah. one of all movies of all time. The best movie ever created as far as Rotten Tomatoes <laughs> is concerned is Toy Story. Godfather's like number six or seven, you know? That was shot very well. That's one of the best filmed videos I've seen. Take all the acting and stuff out. Toy Story? No, Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> Toy Story. For sure, Toy Story. I'm kind of more partial to Toy Story 3. I feel like it really was a tearjerker. <laughs> it really brought the trilogy together. It really brought it back full circle, you know? Who who else is on that? Is Les Paul on that list? Uh, he should be. I would assume. They have now. Here's a controversy. They have Jeff Beck, at number five. Number five. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's good, but I don't think he's number five. Like I, I don't like his voice. I feel like he has emo hair. Yeah. But. Well, how how about this? How about how about we'll work on uh, a list. Okay. Of all Ute's top ten guitar players of all time, and and bring it to our listeners and see what they think. And if if maybe we're smarter than Billboard, um, you know, we'll we'll get some more some more press. See, they have yeah. Dwayne Allman at number nine. I would. What about Johnny Ramone? He was in the teens. In the teens? Yeah. Hmm. He was one of the first with this new Stratus. Was wasn't that his big thing? Is he was. That's. Fancy pantsy. Yeah, strata guitars or whatever. Hmm. Strata. Stratocaster. Yes. Stevie Ray Vaughan, number 12. Mm. All right, we'll do this. For next week, we'll have our own list. And it won't be hacked. Yeah. I'll, I'll spend some time on this. It won't be. <laughs> but Jerry Garcia yeah, is number one. Yeah, sounds great. You guys, my boyfriend <laughs> in high school had, I'm pretty sure he had a Stratocaster that was like all the whole front of it was so silver and like chromey that it was like a mirror and when we'd play in jazz band the lights from the stage he could like just blind people like he would like direct the light from the guitar and just like shine it right into people's eyes it's really funny so and i'll get off this here but i'm just really mad now they have les paul at 18 right behind neil young i i mean when he was in crosby stills nash and young i don't and even when Jerry Garcia was in that band, I don't even think that he he could play with those guys. My dad loves Neil Young. Does he? You better back it up. Hmm. No, but I see what you yeah, mean. Yeah, I mean, I he's a personal family friend of mine. I mean, come on, take it easy. I mean, easy. come on. He's, oh, my, he's my godfather. I've done lighting for his shows with Jackson Brown when they were what? touring. Yeah. I went to school. Is Jackson I, Brown on that list? Because yeah. I cannot stand Jackson see, Brown. See, I think Jackson Brown, his acoustic solo album, it's a double album. I think it's one of the best albums ever made. Oh, my gosh. We're going to have some <laughs> <Yes>. serious discussions <laughs> about how this list plays out. They got Muddy Waters at 49. I mean, he, he he's barely inside the top 50. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, he should definitely be up the list a bit in my mind. I, I Otis Rush at 53, that's way too low. <laughs> way too hmm. low, like not high enough. I mean, I haven't, I, I haven't seen... Carlos Santana I haven't even seen yet. And I wouldn't... I mean, he's good. He's talented. But Ry Cooter, I haven't well, seen. Well, Jer- yeah, Jerry Garcia, Jerry Garcia said that... Um, well, no, Jerry Garcia said that um, Carlos Santana was the most talented guitarist he'd ever heard. 
and he's instrumental in getting Carlos Santana into the music industry. He was actually, Jerry spent a lot of time um, helping him and, and tutoring him and making him a better guitar player. Is They have Slash at 65 from Guns, what was Guns N' Roses. Oh, it's still Guns N' Roses, bro. <laughs> It'll never be G&R to me. It'll never be. I'll never call it that. Mark my words. I wonder if he's not high. If he should be higher, I don't think he's top ten. But Slash was is pretty popular in the eighties and nineties. Hmm. Hey, should oh, we talk Slash, about that? Slash has thing? a warm place in my heart, yeah. dude. The, the the solo on November Rain still makes me cry. <laughs> Here's an interesting one: Jack White at number seventy. He hasn't even hit his prime in guitar yet, but he's very good. A little uh, simple, I guess. He's a very simple. Gu- is that what? From white, he was white stripes, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't yeah. he? Yeah. I feel like sometimes people think best guitarist means they can like do the craziest stuff and just like shred things. But also when there's like clear talent, but like really good and like good musical lines and like really creative harmonies and counterpoints in the music, I feel like is just as talented, I guess. And that's kind of how I feel about Jack White. So I have an acoustic uh, Jimi Hendrix, but the audio quality is really poor. But I know that very few people have heard it because it's not in circulation and never has been. So if you're not a real geek on the Internet, like back in the day before torrenting became an issue, (laughs) um, a lot of people. So I'll play it tomorrow, but I really don't think Jimi Hendrix is even in the top five. In terms of just playing the guitar, I know he's incredibly yeah. loud and incredibly talented, and you know, I think people. Yeah, but you have to you have to look at it through the eyes of like how guitar was discovered, and he was doing things with the electric guitar yeah. that nobody thought were possible. So everyone who came after him stole his ideas and used them for themselves and capitalized on them. So you have to look at Jimi Hendrix inside of the time frame for which he was existing and no one had heard anything like that no one had ever conceived of the electric guitar being used that way and he shaped the electric guitar for the future in a way that you can't i mean if you didn't have Jimi hendrix you wouldn't have the other guitar players on that list in any near uh quality that they were because they heard what he was doing and were like we have to emulate this this is this is where it's going and that has to be considered and he was so young, too. He, he hadn't even learned how to play music yet, you know, in terms of what he would have been at 40 or 50, you know. Lou Reed, they have in the high 80s. Very few women in here. I haven't seen, hmm. How is Rolling Stone still successful? Like, they, they've been a... Because people are getting old, and they like stuff that when they were kids. <laughs> My dad said to ask about... The same people going to Stone's concert are the same people that were going then. <laughs> Go ahead, Becca. Leo Kotke? I have not seen him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They have Kurt Cobain at 73. See, if you're he shouldn't be on the list. At all. I love, I love Nirvana, and I love what they did, but they didn't do it because they were good at music. What, what rocked about Nirvana was that they sucked at everything, and they were vocal about it. Hmm. I can see what you're saying. So I think that acoustic album, not only is it a great seller, but I, I think it's a phenomenal album. I like it. Oh, I love it. I love I'm just their music. That, like, Talent-wise, yeah, I don't I, see anything like that new or like particularly advanced, I guess. For the purpose of the list, I see why 
Dakota would say you shouldn't even be on it. I'm just backing you up, Dakota. Don't worry about it. I've only seen hair. Thanks, Beck. High five. Woo! <laughs> Digital high five. Air <laughs> high. Yep. I've only seen one Beatle, Harrison, on there, and I, he's a phenomenal guitarist. <laughs> I thought Lennon was a phenomenal guitarist, especially on his solo work, his acoustic solo stuff. Hmm. This is very distracting. It's very hard to focus and look at all the... A lot of white people, a lot more white people than African-Americans. I've seen one woman, Jody Mitchell. Mm. Jody. Mm-hmm. Who's the lady that... Uh, what's her... Ani DeFranco? What no, about Ani DeFranco? She should be on there. Oh, she's certainly... That's a good, that's yeah. a good name. Hmm. Yeah, how many women are on that list? I've only seen one in a hundred... What was the lady from the San... I don't know if she was in the Bay Area. Not Jefferson Airplane. She was always a soloist. Kind of had a froish hair, real tall. Oh, I know that's not a good example. <laughs> kind of froish, real pro. tall. Yeah. <laughs> good job, Bloom. <laughs> Way to fail. Gumshoe Bloom over here, sleuthing yes. out some names. <laughs> sleuthing out history. <laughs> Making it. I'm going to whip my guitar out and make female guitar history. Speaking of... Are you gonna play? No, song? no, I'm just, that's not actually. No, why not? <clears throat> Maybe another week. Another week. How about how about another week? <laughs> Pete Townsend, number ten. That's not good. So I'm officially angry about this list. What? Who was the girl that was on the list actually? Jody Mitchell. Oh. Joni Mitchell. Joni. Joni. Joni Mitchell. Old Joni. That old folky. <laughs> hmm. Well, well, maybe we should have our listeners, um, you know. Send yes. us some things via Twitter about uh, some of their favorite guitarists that aren't on this list. Where was your? Da- what about the female guitarist from Heart? Okay, <laughs> you guys. How about from Hole? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where was? Where was? No, your- Joan Jett. Yeah. Where was your dad's favorite uh, guitarist, Dakota? Did he have one? He plays dulcimer. I know that, but I he also appreciates. He, he plays- no, no, he likes playing live music. He really doesn't like listening to other people play music. He never has. Hmm. What's his thinking behind it? He likes that? to play music with people because he enjoys playing music and he when he listens to music other people's music, it's just taking away from his opportunity to make his own music. So, if he's not making music, he's not in the mood for music. He wants to do something else. Huh. Oh, Lindsay Buckingham uh, is on there? The, yeah. Number 1. What about Orianthe? I haven't seen her. Number Seriously? One, yeah. Seriously, not once at all on the whole list. Mm-mm. No, I'm doing. A, I'm not. I'm not doing the best job because they make you click on each picture instead of oh, having a list. Oh, it doesn't have a list. That sucks. <laughs> I was like, just search the word. Yeah, right. Do they? If she's, if that's, I will be out. Actually, mad. Like not just jokingly on the radio, mad. Like that would bug so bad. Have you seen that video where she's playing with Carlos Santana? I have. So they have as best singers. They have Patty LaBelle at 95. <laughs> like, that doesn't make sense to me at all. They're one of the most talented voices in the world ever. Patty LaBelle at number 95. Hmm. We should go to break. We should get these commercials out of the way. <laughs> get them out of the way. Are we ever going to get to this University of Utah story? That's what I was genuinely <laughs> kind of wondering. Top of the hour. Okay. Uh. Top of the hour, we'll do it. Because it's a very interesting topic. It, yes, top of the hour, as soon as we get back, first words out of our mouth is to read this header. University of Utah Wayne changes to discriminatory fight song. 
by Lindsay Whitehurst, and she is making me angry again with her period after the U. Not correct, Yes, Lindsay. So we'll be right back. We appreciate all of you, and thank you for listening to KU Internet Radio. This is All Ute Radio. Radio for students. (laughs) By students. Yes. We'll be back in a sec. I started going cold turkey. Well, at least when I'm in the car. I know I shouldn't do it, but it's so hard to stop. That's why I hide it from myself, so I won't be tempted. I used to do it all the time. I stopped by locking it in my glove compartment. My friend used to do it way too much. Now I turn it off when we're in the car. My solution is simple. I just don't do it. There are lots of ways to stop yourself and others from texting and driving. How will you stop? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. NBC's Channel 5 KSL-TV is hosting an open casting call for NBC's hit show, The Biggest Loser, 16. This exciting event will take place Saturday, April 19th from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. in the NBC KSL-5 offices. Families of four individuals, and former athletes are welcome to participate. The KSL 5 TV offices are located just 10 miles east of the Salt Lake International Airport. Go to thebiggestlosercasting.com for more details and to pre-register. Welcome back, listeners, to All You Radio on KU Internet Radio. If you haven't liked us on Facebook, go to facebook.com slash KU Radio and facebook.com slash All You Radio to like us there. Uh, All You Radio is also on Twitter at All You Radio and under the same name for Instagram. Back to you. <laughs> That's like my spiel. I do the same every time. Now back to you, Gene. Yeah. Back to you, Gumshoe Bloom. Okay. For the latest report on campus. Okay. So, Lindsay Whitehurst, Salt Lake Tribune, or reread the header. University of Utah, Wayne changes to discriminatory fight song. Students, faculty, alum, and fans will be invited to chime in on the debate. University of Utah student leaders are ready to reopen the discussion on revising the school's fight song, Utah Man. I know people really love that song and many would oppose changes. I definitely want and support a dialogue about why students feel the way they feel and why some changes would be good for this campus, says sponsor Sam Ortiz, president of the Associated Students of the University of Utah. The idea that man means both female and male is a little antiquated, Ortiz said. This is my opinion, is really just a small thing that we can do to make campus more inclusive and just let students know their voices are being heard. Originally written in 1904, the song is four stanzas long, it begins and ends with variations of the line, Utah man am I, and declares our, codes, our co-eds are the fairest and each one's a shining star. That was actually an added one. You guys, I love the fight song. Yeah, I don't have... Now, I'm not a lesbian. You want me to sing it? I'm not a woman. Kidding. Yeah, no, sing it. I'm just kidding. You know it? Yeah. Sing it. I have my Utah mm-hmm. answer and I live across the green. Our gang, it is the jolliest that you have ever seen. Our co-eds are the finest and each one's a shining star. Are y'all you hear it running through the mountains near and far? Who am I, sir? Utah man and I. Utah man, sir, and will be till I die. Ki-yay. 
<laughs> and then we're up to snuff. We never bluff. We're game for any fuss. The weather game, college men. They're mean us in the mess. Woo! So fill your lungs and sing it out and shout it to the sky. We'll fight for dear old crimson for a Utah man. Am I go youth Like that. I did marching band for two years and we had to know it. Sure. <laughs> really well. But I love that song. When it's saying better than that and with more respect and also slower, louder. I really, I don't have a problem with this song at all. I don't understand it. Like I said, I'm not a lesbian woman. I'm not a woman. I'm not, I don't find a Utah man to be not inclusive. What am I missing here? The word, I just, I don't find, I mean, I'm pretty feminist and I don't see it as offensive. I don't get mad that we don't call it womankind, you know, like mankind, Utah man. I wish this article would have come out on Friday, because I would have had Ortiz in, Mr. Yeah. Ortiz. Hmm. Who's in next week? We have a very special guest, the returning Steve Solberg. Oh, yes. let's shamelessly plug for that. Steve Solberg next week, guys. What time, 6.30? Yes. Hmm. Maybe we'll have Sam come in, but I don't know if it's that big of an issue. Yeah. It'd be interesting to have the new student government say a few words on it doing that again huh? <laughs> making new connections <laughs> dang it it's like it happens every year now david well, there go ahead there was a whole movement for a long time through uh human rights watch and the human rights documents for universal human rights to change the language to include what's known as gender neutral pronouns sure yeah and you know there's there's a whole new language which can be used which signifies um, people in a manner that's non-gender specific and I don't think it's necessarily the, uh, you know a big issue on some levels but it's certainly like a realistic issue I mean people people who refer to humans you know I mean th th these are subtle terms but in the psychology of an individual they do have an effect yeah and, you know even even outside of the fact is, you know, radical feminism or anything like that, like the, the recognition of like a child in the eyes of that, like, you know, woman is part of man goes back to the history of, of, of oppression that's been visited upon people of different races or different genders. And, and these, these may not be big issues as far as like groundbreaking if they're changed, but they're certainly a product of an environment that supports misogyny on a large level. And, you know, I guess on some levels I do kind of understand and agree that, like, you know, if, if Utah wants to be an inclusive campus, then maybe their fight song shouldn't just be about men. Well, yeah. that's one of the problems. We're a top 25 inclusive campus in the country, and it's taken very, yeah, very seriously. Yeah, but that's seriously. all just PR. No, it's not. Back I don't know, 15 years ago or so, there were a lot of hate crimes on this campus. Uh, there were several gay men and several transgender people. They were severely beaten. No one was got murdered, but might as well got real close to that idea. Yeah. And the U has taken a lot of reforms to, we have gender neutral bathrooms on this campus. We yeah. have, they've taken a lot of steps, which if you go back into past issues of OU Radio, KU Internet, you can find it. In Sweden, they don't gender classify boys or girls until they're around 8, 9, 10. And they, before that, they called them hens. So like you said, taking away the names. 
In where? In Sweden. I remember reading about that a lot. Because I guess, like, for boys, the word is han or han with an yeah. A. And then girls, it's with an O. Yeah. But then they have a new dictionary word and reference in most of the elementary schools. They refer to them as hen for, like, years. I thought it was interesting. Hmm. I've also read a bunch of articles about people... I'm not, I mean, maybe they've already done it. I just remember reading articles, especially before the ordained women interview about people um, trying to rewrite or translate the Bible and take out and make it gender neutral where it should be or seems that it should be. So they're, so they're going to change it from Adam and Eve to Adam and Steve? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure they'll keep like the actual men and women in there, but where it just talks about man and man this and man this trying to take it out and make it gender neutral. So here's an interesting quote from Becca West, a student on campus. I would say definitely change it because the only good reason I heard not to is that most people don't know the lyrics anyways, she said. If no one cares, why not change it to make it more gender neutral? I know the words. You know the words. The marching band knows the words. That might be all. <laughs> See, my, my concern about this is that they're going to end up changing the name of the Utes and get rid of the word Utes. Yeah. And that they're going to get rid of the drum and feather. And I don't want to see that happen. Is they're going to change everything up. They should just do it all at once. Why not? Why not? I mean, there's a huge movement by the Native American population to say that, like, they're tired of their history being used as, as a mascot. I mean, but my not high with school. The Ute tribe. My high school changed. My high school changed their name from the Redskins. And um, they they had to phase it out because, you know, I mean, and I don't think it, the Ute tribe, I don't think that's the case. I don't think if you ask the Ute tribe, like, hey, do you like being the guy with the feather running around on the basketball court to be the representation of a long, proud history that was stolen from you by Anglo-Americans? Like, you know, you may find that that argument doesn't So fly. they did change that. Uh, we used to have an Indian mascot, like a real mm -hmm. human being that had the drums and feathers and an eagle. Now we just have a caricature called Swoop, and he's this big, tall eagle. He's a hawk. Yeah, he's a hawk. He's very entertaining, but see, this is, I guess, where white privilege comes in and me not having a problem with this stuff. Male white privilege. Boy, is Dr. Hodgkin's doing a well, number to my here's head. here's an article. The Ute tribe met with the U of U last month, which was November of last year, to discuss the future of the Ute's mascot. The tribe officially supports the name and logo, but the tribe is asking for an office of the special advisor to the president on American Indian affairs, um, asking for one, and a tuition waiver for enrolled members. I think every student should have free tuition, so yeah. why not? <laughs> why not? I'll take it. <laughs> Can we, like, backlog that? <laughs> free tuition for last year? Here's a weird statement, from, and I'll get right to you, Dakota. The president of the U, David Pershing, said the decision isn't his in, isn't in his hands, but he's well aware of it. I certainly know it is a concern to some of our students, particularly female students and some of the faculty. We are taking it very seriously. It's weird that he doesn't have these decisions in his hands. Like he's the president. Yeah. What what decisions does he make? This one's, I mean, <laughs> this one seems pretty low on the totem pole as far as like a university goes. I'm not opposed whoa, to Whoa, whoa, easy on the Indian slang here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> that, that was on purpose. The head coach, Kyle Whittingham, says it's not his concern. 
That's a weird argument from him. Yeah. It's not my concern. I don't care. Yeah, go, uh, I got sports to think go. about. So, Dakota. Yeah. Did you guys have ramifications when you were students and known by the Redskins, or did no one care back then? Uh, yeah, no, it was certainly a discussion while I was in school. You know, especially in, in the fact that uh, our, our nearest rival was the Cowboys. So, oh. you know, it was the Cowboys <laughs> versus the Indians uh, at every single event we ever had. But, you know, we took pride in the fact that because we were the Indians and we were beating up the Cowboys, that maybe we were giving some kind of vindication to that to that history by by slaughtering the Cowboys at every sporting event we ever had a chance to play them. But um, So the Washington... It, you know, it came... The Washington, the Washington Redskins have had pressure from the uh, Native American uh, Tribal Council as well. Oh and yes, there has been numerous statements that um, that that term is uh, inappropriate, as well as the Atlanta Braves. I mean, there's many teams that uh, the Chicago Blackhawks. I mean, th- this is a this is an issue for tribal members uh, and has been for a number of years. And a specific tribe, the council kind of believes that. If a specific tribe feels that it's okay for them, well, that reflects poorly on the rest of the tribal nations. So if they're like, well, yeah, you can use the Ute name as long as you give us free tuition, well, that opens up the door for other universities to feel like it's acceptable to, you know, stigmatize uh, tribal histories and use them as as sports names rather than as celebrated, um, you know, uh, uh, indigenous peoples. So my thinking in my head right now is that in my lifetime, should I live another 40 years or so, if not more, the concept of female and woman might be changed. That we might call what we know now as Becca as a woman a completely new word. Woman. Right? Why not? I mean, if you're going to get this far on getting rid of the word man and making things more inclusive and more gender neutral then we have to really start evaluating what we call but some of this stuff comes straight from like latin roots like even male and female sure people get all like people who don't actually know a lot of the origins are like well i don't want to be called a female because male but like that's like a latin just like a root i don't remember what it is it's like it's got like a lot of else in it <laughs> oh my god i don't remember but i don't but that's where the conversation starts to go down that windy road. Hmm. What would we what would we call women if we can't call awesome. them? <laughs> Hashtag I'll awesome. Hashtag You know what? I should have my, my parents and some of my brothers and other employees in my uh, parents' company. They're out in Vernal right now with the Ute tribe working. Mm-hmm. I should just have them go around with a survey and be like, how do you feel? <laughs> you should. About the Ute drum and feather and also mascot i'll make them i'm also supposed to shout out to drew in texas we have a listener all the way in texas today did you know that yes you didn't know that but now you do (laughs) hi drew what do you think about that dakota changing what we call women and females well i mean i think that language is an evolving process that's the whole point of language language evolves to adapt to the times There's, there's no reason why we should hang our hats on the term women because it comes from latin i mean there was a lot of bad stuff happening at that time and a lot of you know misrepresentation of people a lot of slavery a lot of abuses and like there's there's no reason why just because it's an old language that it's like the best way to use it because 
obviously things are different now. I just, There's no word for automobile in Latin. I feel like it's a lot of, I mean, I'm fine with the words changing. It wouldn't bother me at all. I just feel like there's a lot of, I don't know, focus on things that I feel like are not of the most importance. And it's not even like other languages coming from other roots have different words for men and women. And yet sex is like misogyny and sexism are still rampant. And so I don't think it's something that changing the words is going to fix. It's like it's a behavioral problem. So Lindsay Whitehurst, the woman. Oh, I I certainly agree. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Anything else? <laughs> Lindsay Whitehurst, who wrote this article, she's uh, the education writer for the Tribune. I, I don't know exactly what her beat is. <laughs> <laughs> is this an important article for her to write? Is this worthy of being front page? Because this afternoon in the digital world, it was starting to pick up around Yahoo and Google a little mm-hmm. bit. It's not trending yet, but it wouldn't surprise me. Is this an import? Is this just uh, trying to get viewership, or could she write about real serious issues on this campus? I mean, I, I feel like it's something important. Is it? It's like I mean, it's a fight song, and people care, and it makes sense to write about it. But on that note, I feel like there are a lot of more pressing things, or even just more like inspiring things on campus and groups that don't ever really get written about, and instead we focus on people arguing over the fight song. <laughs> I just feel like in the two and a half years that I've been back here that we're, I'm getting beat over the head about inclusivity and but I don't see a lot of these issues on this campus it seems like a very peaceful place to me and I'm here a lot but at the same time I, I'm a big fan of the human being and if there's something that I cannot say to make someone else's life just a little bit easier I'm willing to not say that word and come up with something different I'm willing to be creative. I'm willing to be a good guy. Like, yeah. I have no objection to it. But it just seems like it's a constant theme on this campus when I think that the students here are pretty damn respectful. Yeah. I feel like it's been fairly, at least in my experience with the last four years, for some odd years here, it's been, I would say it's been really inclusive. And there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of diversity and a lot of groups and a lot of, like, I think it's people are pretty polite on campus for the most part. The people that aren't, it's like clear that they're kind of an exception and they to don't the last, general. They and they don't. They don't last long. Oh yeah, they definitely don't. See, my my big concern on this campus is returning the library to a library with books. Yeah. Forget this digital era of putting everything on the internet. My favorite Ooh, floors are the ones just just that still books. have books. Always. Dakota, are you still there? Oh yeah, he's here. Yeah, I'm. I'm just. Uh, I'm. You know, I, I feel like uh, uh, peacefulness and complacency are very closely tied, yeah. and I feel like, hmm. you know, people's willingness to be polite is one of the worst qualities this country has. One of the ways that we avoid any real progress is everybody's perfectly happy to be. Oh, okay, yeah, it's fine. Like. And, and now, that doesn't change the mental state. It doesn't change the mentality that exists behind it. And that does have to do with white privilege and male privilege and things like that. I mean, yes, sure, you're not openly experiencing as a student on campus like racism or hatred. But the reality is we're living in a world where that's still going on. And one of the reason it's still going on is because everybody feels like racism is dead, sexism is dead, you know, classism is dead. 
Like we we've moved beyond that. We are an evolved race, and and we're not addressing these problems directly. We're saying, oh, well, it's fine. You know, everything's fine. Like, what's the problem? Like, let's not worry about it. I mean, I do agree, Becca, that there are certainly larger issues that should be tackled, but that doesn't make smaller issues less reasonable to be tackled. We should be tackling all the issues. We should be we should be fighting for 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 clear understandings of equality and clear understandings of inclusivism, not just a bathroom where a guy or a girl can piss in if they feel like it, or if you feel that you're gender neutral, that you can utilize that space, or if you're an alternative, you know, minded person, if you're a half man, half woman, or a woman who's become a man, like there these are these are real issues that people deal with in the real world that are not addressed because, oh well it's fine. You know, everything's cool. And so, you know, and I think especially a place like Utah, I mean, give me a break. Like, it's one of the most white-bred, male-dominated cultures left in this country. And for people to sit around at the university and argue over how to create more inclusivism, that's the point of a university. That's the whole object of higher education is to bring to light conversations that are kind of difficult to have and don't really have an appropriate solution but need to be attempted. And, you know, to sit in Utah and say that Utah is an inclusive place to me is a complete joke because it's not. It's it's a Mormon-dominated culture run by men and run by money. And, yeah, they have a university there. And, yeah, it does good nationally. But it's it's one of the major hotbeds of complete misogyny and, and male-dominated culture and has no respect for anyone other than Mormon men. And, like, that's the reality. She's 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 uh, smiling. I just cheerful. <laughs> you cheering? I'm just a cheerful person. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like as a woman, not a white woman in Utah either. I feel like I've ex- in my time and around different parts of the state as well, and in speaking with other people, I can see like there are definitely some archaic practices and also just like inherent beliefs that people have about women and men and their roles and their power, I guess. But I think the reason I feel like less inclined to go use my energy to discuss changing the Utah man fight song. I don't know how to explain what I'm saying. I feel like Utah, especially because it is so, like you were saying, really, I mean, white bread, male-dominated society, I feel like it's here in these kinds of places where, like, even with ordained women gaining, like, national attention, because Utah is so male-oriented, Yes, it's like you can do a lot here, I feel like, as far as moving along the feminist movement. I just don't feel personally motivated to spend a lot of efforts in things like the fight song that seem to me, I mean, they're not, it's not that they don't matter, but I don't see a lot of these women and students who are protesting changing it or not changing it, doing a whole lot else actively in the community to change those things and instead want to sit behind their computers and do the littlest thing possible by saying, I want it changed and then that's it. I feel like there's just a lot more you could do than that. It feels like a kind of you see there are two different languages in salt lake city and i can't speak outside because i don't really travel outside of salt lake city on the university of utah campus you will almost never hear the n-word you won't hear the word 
you won't hear the F word. If you go anywhere outside of Salt word. Lake, <laughs> you will hear white kids using the N word all the time. You will hear derogatory terms towards the LGBT with almost every joke. I mean, you go to a bar, it is just filled with hate um, with the words that come out of people. But most of them justify saying, no, we're just making jokes. Jokes, yeah. you know? Jokes. But there, this campus is a very different culture than the rest of this city of Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. I, I think you got, I don't disagree with anything that you said, Dakota. But I also know that people try really hard to be happy and fair in this city, despite... But it is such a segregated town at the same time, you know, that that concept of across the tracks. How many Tongans do you see, you know, on the east side? How many black kid guys do you see on the east side? Very few. You know, all the minorities are on the west side of the tracks, and there's a reason for that. It's called the wrong side of the tracks when I lived in Salt Lake City. Sure, <coughs> sure. And that's the area that's undeveloped. It's not a ghetto in the sense that there are in other cities, but... You know, the, I mean, and I think that's the real issue is that it's the underlying elements of oppression that create the allowance for it. Like, yeah, certainly anyone who's in a university has already made it to an upper echelon of society economically and socioeconomically. You know, there's an entire class of citizenry in Salt Lake City who will never have the opportunity to afford higher education and will never be allowed into the doors or experience the kind of inclusivism that it's known for. And so it's not, I'm not saying that there's like, you know, it's the student body's responsibility to deal with these issues. What I'm saying is that a university's responsibility is to discuss these issues and bring them up in popular conversation. And so to say that because the university has become the top 25 inclusive university, well, then those students need to take that knowledge and bring it out into their communities and bring it out into their city and bring it back to their hometowns. You know, that's the whole point of higher education. You gain knowledge about a way a system can work, and then once you step outside of that microcosm into the actual real world where American bombers are killing children all over the country and all over the world, and you take the information about being an inclusive student body and you become an inclusive human in the world and how to fight those problems in a real everyday situation. I mean every student on that campus is going to graduate and go out into the actual real world and that university community model will be left in their head and left in their heart to then apply in a manner that will be effective outside of that university because you can control that model a lot easier in a university than you can in the actual real world. So it's an opportunity to look at what the solutions are through the eyes of the institution and then take that knowledge and apply it in a real world fashion. Can't argue there. So with that, we're going to go back to our houses. We're going to be Utes and defend these mountains because that's, that's the definition. Defenders of the mountains. These purple mountains. Yes. So Steve Solberg in next week for a funny hour. He's very excited to meet Becca. We thank, <laughs> now I'm nervous. <laughs> we thank Allie Timmons for bringing her beautiful voice. Thank you, Becca, for singing <laughs> with her. It was a delight. Truly a pleasure. Mr. Dakota Force, Dak, I appreciate you. Thank you for bringing wisdom and insight to Old Ute Radio. Yeah, Robert Dak. Yes. 
And Sasha, thank you for holding this whole thing down. Yes. Holding this. Thank you, people. We appreciate your kindness. Thanks for listening. This is OU Radio. Tell you.